Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the hold up? Do you need me to spell it out for you? It's G E I C O.com. That's where you save money. Geico.com. Come be a part of the greatest stable since the four horsemen and freeshows.com is your home for Arn and all of my other podcasts. And you get every episode from all the shows early ad free and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents a day. Want to add cheese to that whopper? Adfreeshows.com also has tons of exclusive Arn bonus content, like reliving the very first War Games match, or watching back a landmark moment in Arn's career, pinning Hulk Hogan 1-2-3 on Nitro. We also have interactive events where you get to chat one-on-one with Arn during Ask Arn Live, or how about live watch-along events like we did with FTR and Tully. Uh, of course, Arn is not one to toot his own horn, so I will toot-toot. Adfreeshows.com is the best value going in wrestling today. So sign up today or else. Maybe we should have a gun sound effect here. I'm just kidding. Adfreeshows.com. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? He's also the guy that did several hour broadways, as <laughs> we went ahead brought to light on last week's show. Nobody needs more validation than you, Conrad. You are, you validate something, it's done. It's in the record books. Well, I tell you what, I'm pretty fired up about what we're doing here today. Um, June of 1987 is in the rear view. Now we're picking it up from July of 87. And this is where the Great American Bash Tour gets kicked off. It's in Lakeland, Florida, the Civic Center. July 1st, 1987. There's only over 5,000 fans here on board. And this is finally the start, man, of uh, the Great American Bash Tour. And there was a match here that was advertised that didn't take place. Buddy Roberts versus the Black Assassin. He's not on the card. But the rest of the card looks like this. The Cuban Connection beating the Mulkies. 
Ron Simmons beating the Tahitian Prince, Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts, who's in for Michael Hayes, beating the Mod Squad. Uh, the Florida Tag Team Champs, Mike Graham and Steve Kern, beating the Sheep Herders, who we know will go on to become the Bushwhackers. And then there's a couple of uh, matches here that are filmed for NWA Southern Pro Wrestling. Jimmy Garvin and yourself go to a 10 minute time limit draw. And this is not for Crockett TV, this is television. That is going to be filmed at a Crockett show that airs in another territory. And that same treatment happens for the rock and roll express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson taking on Bobby Eaton and Stan lane. What do you remember about NWA Southern professional wrestling and them recording these matches here? Was that air down in Florida? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would think that that's where it would air or, or perhaps it was more uh, Georgia or Tennessee. If I'm honest with you, I just know that it took place in Lakeland, Florida, and, uh, it, it, that's the, that's what's annotated here, which is sort of out of character for the time. Yeah. You wouldn't normally say emanating from so-and-so, right? Uh, it would just be like, this is our local TV show and here's some of the talent that are performing on it. Right. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? Check out betterhelp.com slash ARN. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They'll allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It really is so convenient. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors. If needed, it's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they've even got financial aid available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to counselors located near you. By the way, licensed professional counselors are also there who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and even self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. And we recommend you check out their testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com. And by the way, BetterHelp has been such a sensation and so helpful across all of America that they're now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. 
I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Arn. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Arn. That's betterhelp.com slash Arn. That's betterhelp.com slash Arn. And we thank betterhelp.com for sponsoring today's program. Well, I think just Southern was really hand in hand with, uh, the Florida territory. Uh, but perhaps they had some syndicated, I'm not sure how far that reached, but I do know that Jim Cornette is not a part of this match. Uh, his absence has explained that he has sustained an injury prior to this altercation here. So yeah, unfortunately no Cornette on this one. The card would continue mm. though. Nikita Koloff, uh, picks up a win over Lex Luger in an ODQ match. Then we've got Blackjack Mulligan, Bugsy McGraw, uh, Ed Gantner, and they're going to go ahead and beat Jory Funk Sr., Sir Oliver Humperdinck, and the Black Assassin, who's in here substituting for Kevin Sullivan. And then we've got the Florida heavyweight champion, Mike Rotunda, beating the Barbarian. So I guess, yeah, clearly this is the uh, Florida show. Uh, And then our main event, uh, or before we get there, Tully Blanchard is going to fight uh, the UWF Western States heritage champion, Barry Windham to a draw. And it's interesting to note that only Blanchard's title was on the line for this one. The main event though, that I was teasing it's dusty and flair two out of three best falls or two out of three falls. Um, Rhodes gets the first fall in 17 minutes. Uh, the second fall is 10 minutes later. Flair picks that one up. And then finally Rhodes wins by DQ because Tully interferes, but Tully and Rick two out of three falls. Great main event to start a bash, is it not? Yeah, yeah. That that sounded like ten matches. That was yeah. a big card, right? Huge card, tons of talent, and the beat goes on. Man, fifteen thousand fans are at the Capitol Center in Landover, Maryland. This is the Jim Crockett Promotions debut here on July second, nineteen eighty seven. It's also the debut of uh, of you guys in the venue. Gary Michael Capetta is the ring announcer. We haven't talked about, uh, old GMC before or as Jim Cornette called him the world's most dangerous announcer, uh, any good Gary, Michael Capetta <laughs> memories you can share. Just a gentleman, you know, Gary, I, I've never met him. We've talked a few times, uh, through social. Perfect gentleman. Always very professional, nice man, uh, pro beginning to end. Just, uh, just one of those guys that, uh, you know, if you didn't know he was in the room, you wouldn't even know he was in the room. He's just very quiet, very unassuming, good voice, you know, handsome guy, look good in the tux, perfect ring announcer for our business. Hey y'all, did you go to geico.com yet? What's the hold up? You got a house, you got a car, you need to bundle them. You need to save it's geico.com. July 2nd, 1987, as we said, this is the second stop and the main event is Nikita Koloff and the road warriors and dusty Rhodes teaming up to take on Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard and Lex Luger in a steel cage match. They go 18 minutes and then Rhodes pins Anderson. Only the first minute of the match was televised, uh, on worldwide here. It would air on the 11th, but it actually went down on July 2nd. That's a lot of talent in a single cage and, uh, 15,000 fans on hand. Woo. A lot of action here. 
Yeah, I think thank God we're smart enough to not give that away on TV. Yeah. Whew. Thank God. Fifteen thousand people. That's now that was one of the WWF's markets. Yes, it is. We were not allowed in, I'm sure. How we got in there, who knows? But but it was one of those that, you know, fifteen thousand people, that's huge. Let's, uh, let's talk about the next day. I can't believe it, but the tour continues. 8,500 fans are here on July 3rd. We're in Richmond, Virginia. This time you'll be working with Nikita Koloff. He picks up a win. The rest of the card looks like this. Misty blue over cat LaRue, the Italian stallion over Mark Fleming, the barbarian over Todd champion. In fact, barbarians even cheered here. Then we see Eddie Gilbert. Who's wearing the UWF television championship pin. Kendall William, of course he cheated, damn it. And then we got the Freebirds: Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and uh, Buddy Roberts defeating Ivan Koloff, Manny Fernandez, and Vladimir Petrov. Um, before we move on to the next match, how did the Freebirds fit in to a Jim Crockett Promotions locker room? Um, they fit in everywhere. Some people liked them, some didn't. You know, Michael's Michael. He was a wild man. Terry Gordy. Not, it doesn't say too much. He was the workhorse of the group along with buddy and buddy was a guy that would just go out and, you know, do his job, you know? And, uh, it was one of those unique groups of guys. All of them were different. Uh, all of them brought something different to the table. And, um, let's just say that they would rib guys occasionally. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, with Michael Hayes stirring the pot, I'm sure that was, uh, fun for some, not, not so much for others. Yeah, it was, you know, I'm sure there were select people that he chose to rib and some that he probably chose not to. Any memorable Michael Hayes ribs stand out that you can share on the air? Uh, probably none that I should. Understood. Uh, Steve Williams is going to pin, uh, Dick Murdoch. And, uh, then we got Barry Wyndham working with big Bubba. We got Ricky and Robert taking on Bobby Eaton and Stan lane in a two out of three falls match. Then, as we said, it's Nikita and Arn. after that, it's the road warriors taking on Lex Luger and Ric Flair, which is kind of fun. Uh, it's a DQ though, because Flair is going to hit Hawk with JJ Dillon's shoe. Imagine that. I mean, all you've seen with these guys. <laughs> Just walking through everything. I mean, get pile driver. No big deal. Just stand right up. But Hey, you hit me in the head with a shoe, ring the damn bell. Hit a DQ here. Kind of fog doesn't sell it for sure. Right. No, he can't my goodness. Uh, dusty roads in the main event is going to be with, uh, Tully Blanchard in a non-title. I quit steel cage match. Uh, but ultimately dusty grabs JJ Dillon's dreaded shoe and grinds it into uh, Blanchard's face. And that's it. Tully's going to quit the uh, JJ shoes, man. Uh, he should have sold his shoes. I think he could sell autographed shoes to fans. I mean, this thing was a hot finish after hearing this story. He probably could sell those shoes today. If he still got them, <laughs> they had to be loafers, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. The old penny loafer shuffle, you know, they were probably floor shots. Oh, dreaded loafer. Whew. Well, you know what? It didn't take much to beat us in those days. It just took a while, but it didn't take much. Did you forget yet? Come on. Geico.com. Let's talk about TBS. You guys are going to uh, have the show air here and you're actually going to record one on uh, the 4th of July, 1987. 
it's in Atlanta and it's a big time show because later that night you're going to the Omni and we know what's coming. It's going to be the debut of the war games. So we're hyping that up. We're also seeing Tony Schiavone interviewing dusty Rhodes, Who's talking about war games and talking about Tully Blanchard at Charlotte Memorial stadium for the hundred thousand dollar match that we've promoted already. This same show would feature comments from Barry Switzer, who at the time was the Oklahoma football head coach. And he's talking about how excited he is. Do you think that's a Bill Watts hookup or is that a JR hookup? Was JR hooked up with Oklahoma even back here in 87? I think so. Yeah. I don't see Bill Watts doing that. That's probably a JR deal. I yeah. would imagine. I would think so. Still, we've got footage of uh, Steve Williams training at the University of Oklahoma, trying to get ready for his match on July 11th in Oklahoma City against Big Bubba, uh, which is kind of fun. And then we see a music video of the fabulous Freebirds done to the, that song, The Boys Are Back in Town, which is great. Uh, and then we even plug that J.J. Dillon and uh, Lex Luger are going to be hosting the dating game on July 25th in Philadelphia. The winner gets a date with Lex Luger which is hilarious. Uh, but let's get to the actual television taping. We see you beat David Westcott with a gourd buster. You gave him a little bit of time, four minutes and 25 seconds. And then next up, I can't believe this is real, but this is so great. Now keep the context. We got a war games later that night and JJ Dillon is in it. He's wrestling in it. Now, if you've just grown up watching Jim Crockett in more recent years, you have no idea that once upon a time, JJ Dillon was a wrestler. You just assume, oh, this is this Weasley manager. So now JJ Dillon has this task in front of him. He has to wrestle like a manager and he's going to, he's going to pin Alan Martin in three minutes and 58 seconds. And in JJ's corner is Ric Flair is Arn Anderson is Tully Blanchard is Lex Luger is dark journey. They're all here cheering on JJ Dillon. And in just under four minutes after he hit the guy with a figure four, a slingshot suplex, a gourd buster, and very briefly hitting the torture rack, JJ gets the win. This is a hilarious moment in, in, in Jim Crockett TV history. And JJ just did it masterfully because again, to give you the context, he's been a wrestler forever, but we only know him as a manager. So now he has to wrestle like a manager and buddy, he did such a great job. Did he not? Yes. JJ, I always heard Tully always told me, he said, you know, JJ took textbook bumps. Yeah. Perfect. Nobody took better bumps than JJ. I never got to see it, but the thing he is so famous for is the Holy Gully. Absolutely. Nobody can do the Holy Gully like JJ. And you're talking about entertainment. Dusty would give us those jabs and those elbows. And then mow all of us down. JJ would pop up on the apron or take one in the top of the head and do the hully gully and the ropes. Most entertaining thing of the night. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about, protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com, but to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. 
We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now, and just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance. Super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price. You start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Hey, so real quick, I was talking to a longtime friend of the show last week. And he told me that he tried to refinance and save with conrad.com last year, but we weren't able to help him because we weren't licensed in his state yet. Now that was Massachusetts. We are licensed there now. In the meantime, though, he went to one of those big national companies that you've seen on TV. He got an absolutely great rate, but he was explaining to me that, man, he had this big RS bill coming and uh, things were a little tight. He had these credit card balances that had been hanging around for years and he had these two car payments. And I said, wait, 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 what do you owe on your house? And he told me, and I said, what do you think your house is worth? And he said, well, it's a lot more now. And he told me, and I said, dude, I've got just the plan. Just last year, he signed up for a 20 year loan at a great rate. Now we've been able to get him down to 10 years. That's right. 10 years. He's going to own his house free and clear in just 10 years. And I know what you're thinking, man, I can't afford to do that. I would argue you can't afford not to. Here's what I'm talking about. He's got a three-year-old and an eight-year-old. In 10 years, his kids are going to be 13 and 18. And if life goes according to plan, what do we hope happens when our kids graduate high school? They go off to college, and that's very expensive. The time to think about how you're going to pay for college isn't when your kids are seniors in high school. It's time to get a long-term plan for your finances. And I don't just mean your income, but I mean your debt. Here's what we did. We took a look at what his monthly payments were on both of his car payments and we compared the balances. Then we did the same with the credit cards. And by the way, he told me he felt stuck. He had been making minimum payments for years. He felt like they'd made no headway in at least five years. This credit card debt had just hung around at a crazy high interest rate, but maybe worst of all, now he had this big IRS bill. What was he going to do? He went to save with Conrad.com and how's this for starters? No payments for two months. That's the cash infusion he needed for his family right now. But more importantly than that, he cut nine years off of his loan. He went from 19 years left down to just 10 years and his monthly payments went down. Yes, he got a better interest rate. He got rid of all of his credit card debt and he got rid of his car payments. But most importantly, he's completely debt free by the time his kids start getting really expensive. You know what I'm talking about? If you've got young kids, you probably think, man, these little dudes are expensive. Wait until they start driving cars and going to college. 
We're going to help you get a solution for your short-term goals, which is to free up some of that cash flow. We're talking a break from payments for two months, but more importantly, lower monthly payments. But more importantly, it's going to check your box long-term. He cut nine years off of his loan. Now, had he not done that, both of his kids would have been going to college and dude, nobody wants to pay a mortgage and college tuition for two. Get in front of this, make a plan with savewithconrad.com and do it right now. Interest rates are on the rise. The fed is going to raise the rates and who knows what's going to happen with real estate values. Lord knows we've all seen that bubble burst before. Make the best decision you can for your family with my family. Savewithconrad.com is routinely helping our podcast listeners change their life. I know it sounds silly. It sounds too good to be true, but it's real and we can do it for you. We're probably licensed in your state. We're in over 40 states now. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And here's the thing, man. If you give us a call and you've got a great rate and you don't have any other debt and you're already in a 15-year loan, we might say, hey, man, you got a good deal. Just keep doing what you've been doing. But don't you want the peace of mind of knowing you've got the best deal for your family? This is the perfect opportunity. Your house is worth more than ever. Rates are on the rise right now. And if you've got debt, lock it in right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And I want to mention, had he not had this conversation with us last week, he would have been stuck making those minimum payments on those credit cards. And maybe even worse, had to open a new credit card to pay the IRS. Dude, that is a bad decision. You know you can do better than that. Get the best rate you've ever had. Get out of debt faster. Keep more of your own money at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, did you go to Geico yet? Get a quick quote. See how much you can save for free at Geico.com. Of course, the idea in having JJ wrestle here is this is a warm up for what's happening, happening later that night at, uh, at the war games in the Omni. So let's talk about it. You got 13,500 fans here. The night opens with a Michael Hayes concert. It's also going to have a David Allen co concert. We've got Kendall William beating gladiator. Number one, which is really Gary Royal. Then we've got sting. That's right. Your sting beating Thunderfoot. Number one, which is Joel Deaton. Jimmy Valiant is going to pin basher of the mod squad. Uh, the UWF Western States heritage champion, Barry Windham will beat Rick Steiner in a non-title match. Jimmy and Ron Garvin are going to be beat, uh, Vladimir easy for me to say Vladimir Petrov and Conga, the barbarian. Then we've got the UWF tag champs, Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner, uh, beating the world champion for the UWF big Bubba and the angel of death in a tag match. Chris Adams will pick up a win over black Bart, Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and buddy Roberts are going to beat Paul Jones, Ivan Koloff and Manny Fernandez. And then we've got Ricky and Robert, the U the world tag team champions beating the U S tag champs, Bobby Eaton and Stan lane. And of course this is a disqualification. Because Tommy Young found that Bob Bubba's hat and sunglasses were in the ring after Bubba interfered behind his back and dropped Morton with a sidewalk slam. Then it's time for Steve Williams and Dick Murdoch. They're in a Texas death match. They go eight minutes, but now it's time for our main event. It goes 21 minutes and 20 seconds. This is the very first war games. It's dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff and the road warriors on one side with Paul Ellering rounding out their duo. To take on Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Lex Luger, and JJ Dillon. Ultimately, JJ is going to submit Hawk standing on his throat, but more importantly, there's a real injury that happens here as JJ, unfortunately, I guess draws the bad straw. He takes the doomsday device. And in the process, 
I think breaks his shoulder, winds up in the hospital that night. What can you tell us about your first war games experience? Several mistakes were made. Um, number one, leaving Hawk to the end. Huge mistake. Because what he got to, to stand there on the outside of that cage is watch was every one of his partners, except for Paul Ellering, make these monster comebacks. And he's having to wait. And I can, I can just see it now. He is chomping at the bit. Each guy came in. We fed him like monsters, fed him like monsters, fed him like monsters. And it just, you know, that was our first experience of actually getting a feel for how the audience were buying it. And boy, were they, they were buying it. And, uh, so finally Hawk comes in last and he closed lined all of us and knocked every one of us out. The one thing I just remember, it was hilarious at the time is I just remember laying there cuckoo and sitting up and crawling across my feet on all fours was Tully Blanchard just crossed me as I sat up and he went, looked right at me. And it was like, a, it was like a, a Bugs Bunny commercial, like cartoon. He went, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. It snapped me out of it. And I, I, uh, I think I might have started laughing. It was just hilarious. And then, of course, JJ took their, what's it called? What was the, that? The Doomsday device. Yeah, at least. And he landed right on his shoulder. And you could see it pop out as soon as he landed. And uh, he carried that bad shoulder, that big knot. For the rest of his career, I guess he still got it, but it was, uh, that was it. One, two, three, those guys won. And it was, uh, first one was in the bag. What's the feeling. I mean, obviously besides checking on JJ, clearly everybody's worried about JJ, whether you're on the baby face side or the heel side in real life, we all care about each other. That's what we're supposed to do is take care of each other, but still what's the takeaway from the war games. Did you guys. Did it feel special when you were doing it? Did you think when you walked through the curtain, well, shit, we got to do one of those at least a year or, or was it how many more times can we do that? Or hell, I don't ever want to do that again. What was the thinking amongst the guys afterwards? We got something here. Yeah. hundred percent confidence after we all, you know, woke ourselves up and figured out, you know, what we had just pulled off. It was, we knew we had a formula we could take around all over the country and uh, be honest with you, all over the world, if it would have accommodated it at the time. Well, the beat goes on. Unbelievably, you guys are working the very next day in Greenville, uh, July 5th. It's a matinee effort. We've got the Road Warriors on top, taking on Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. The Road Warriors were uh, mercenaries in this era. They're not on every single card, they're in and out as they please. Uh, when you saw them, did that usually mean a bump in pay? Uh, a lot of guys talk about Hulk Hogan that way in the eighties where, Hey, if I'm on the Hogan card, cause sometimes there were a and B and even sometimes C crews running. So, you know, the biggest town got Hulk Hogan. And if you were on that card, man, it meant you were making more money. Was that true of the road warriors in this era? Yeah. Cause you would always be on top. Very rarely were you be with those guys and you weren't the main event, yeah. you know, 
And so it just, yeah. And I think Jimmy Crockett was smart enough to know because Tully and I went out there, we figured out a formula for them that we could do what they could do at that point safely without having all those guys killing us because we got to do this the next however many days in a row. And I think they figured out, you know, to let us just advise them and guide them along so that everybody was able to pull this thing off because there's not a lot of guys that can work with the road warriors. You know, they, they were a little tentative and they were a little nervous and uh, you know, those guys were very, very physical, but if they trusted you, which they did us, you know, we were allowed to uh, have ideas. And once they saw the ideas come to fruition, then they, then they trust us. This year, it's time to get off the couch and get back into the bedroom. Blue shoe can help guys. We know that confidence can take you far in life. And when you feel confident, you're at your best, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where blue shoe comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. And you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. And with Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman, because when your package has arrived, um, <clears throat> your package has arrived. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is ARN to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. So, man, let me give you a little life hack, all right? Uh, this past year, I discovered something. I'm not kidding around. Changed my freaking life. And I felt so strongly about it. I made almost everybody in my life get it. Our gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins has one, of course, Arn has one, but man, so does everybody else. I even got Casio kid. One of these for Christmas. I'm talking about chili sleep. Now you've heard me brag about chili sleep for quite a while. I think they've been with us about six months, but these past six months, dude, I've legitimately gotten the best sleep of my life. Last week I took the wife to vacation. Uh, it was her birthday and we went down to the beach and I took a chili sleep with me. I slept nine hours a night on vacation. I mean, I have to set an alarm. I'm sleeping so good right now. I'm talking about eight hours, sometimes nine, even 10 hours of nonstop constant sleep. The energy I feel is such a difference. It's night and day from before. And our man, Cassio kid, he tells me he's got the exact same experience. And what's cool about this is both Cassio and I have the double-sided gimmick here. We're talking about the Uller from chili sleep. But you can get it for just one side, or you can get it for both sides. And buddy, what a game changer. Casio kid likes it cold at night. So do I, his wife and my wife, they like it a little warmer. We're talking different temperatures for different sides of the bed. It's your ideal sleep temperature. That's how you get the best sleep. And science has told us that for a long time, but Hey, I didn't know that being from Alabama. I just knew, man, I sleep better when it's cold. Well, if you want to maintain consistent, deep sleep. You got to lower that core body temperature. 
Temperature controlled sleep is going to restore your testosterone levels, repair your muscles after a hard day's work. And most importantly for me, improve your cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. I love talking about chili sleep because they make customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that really do genuinely help you improve your entire well-being. Now chili sleep makes both the Uller and the cube sleep system. I have the Uller. That's what I recommend, but man, try the cube sleep system. Everything they got is a home run over there. No matter what you pick, you're going to wind up with a hydro power temperature controlled mattress topper. Let me explain. It fits over your existing mattress. This is not a new bed. It's a bed hack for your existing mattress. These luxury mattress pads are going to keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep. Whether you sleep hot or cold, you're in control. Chili sleep is going to help you fall asleep, stay asleep and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili sleep can make that happen. So head on over to chilisleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for Arn listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every night. Hey y'all, I'm not kidding around. If you find yourself waking up once, twice, three times a night, maybe you're flipping your pillow, constantly looking for the cool side. Dude, what are you waiting for? Go to chillysleep.com forward slash Arn and get the best sleep of your life. It's Conrad approved. It's chillysleep.com forward slash Arn. Here's a question from Conrad in Huntsville. He wants to know, how do you save money? Ah, you bundle your policies, both home and auto at geico.com. Duh. Uh, let's jump in and talk about, uh, July 5th. Uh, we're doing two shows that day. We just mentioned the matinee show in Greenville that night. It's Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, this time in the main event, you're still there. So two shows, two main events, Nikita Koloff's going to team up with the rock and roll express to take on Tully Arn, and Lex Luger. It's a steel cage match. And then we're going to travel all the way across the country to the great Western forum on July 6th. We would see dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard hook it up in a non-title steel cage match. And I can't believe this is real, uh, but dusty wins with an elbow off the top onto a standing Blanchard. And after the match, here come the horsemen. Uh, you would think by now, dusty would know better than getting a damn cage with the horseman, <laughs> but here comes Flair. Here comes Luger. Here comes Arn, And they're all attacking him in the cage. Eventually Nikita and the road warriors make the save. And that turns into Nikita and the road warriors taking on Flair, Lex and Arn in that same steel cage. What do you remember of this night? It has to stick out in your mind being in the great Western forum where the freaking Lakers play. And here you are in the main event with the road warriors. This is big time stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was not lost on me. You know what a big arena that was. And sometimes the arenas were the star Yeah, where you, where you would walk in and you would see the banners and you would see, you know, the names hanging from the ceiling and all the stuff and go in the locker room and, you know, that would be guys' names, you know, on their lockers and all that stuff. And, you know, being sports fans, you know, it was a big deal. And it was, you know, the fact that we were in there and, you know, then you would have some of the some of the local celebrities, especially in L.A., would, would show up and want to come backstage. And you'd meet athletes and people from the entertainment industry. It was a, it was a little bit awe-inspiring. To say the least. What was protocol as far as quote unquote kayfabe went back then when a celebrity came backstage? 
they're involved in entertainment. They probably know it's entertainment, but it's not something we're necessarily advertising here in 87, but let's say that, you know, uh, a, a celebrity or an athlete or whoever comes backstage and yeah, they're excited to see the road warriors and, and all that jazz, but they probably also want to say, Hey, is, uh, is Ric Flair here? I'd like to meet Ric Flair. How does that go in a kayfabe era with a celebrity backstage? You would kayfabe. You would come out. The baby faces would come out. They would do whatever was requested of them, the pictures, whatever the deal was. And those, they would go back in their locker room. Somebody would come get us and go, Hey, okay, those guys are done. And we would do it separately. We would protect the business. You know, just because they're in another form of the uh, entertainment industry is there is nothing like ours. Yeah. And, and in those days, it behooved you to protect the business. Whether you own or rent, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Go to Geico.com today. No doubt. And you guys did it the very next day too. San Francisco at the civic auditorium, July 7th, Nikita's going to beat you forth from the top. Uh, after you enter the ring or leave the ring, rather it's the road warriors working with Bobby Eaton and Stan lane. And then Ricky and Robert are working with flair and Lex Luger. And the main event is dusty Rhodes with Magnum TA in his corner, taking on Tully Blanchard in a non-title steel cage match. Dusty gets the win here. And then you guys are back doing a TV taping. Unbelievably. On July 8th, the next day, but you're not staying there very long because on the 9th, we're back to Cincinnati and you're in a main event. It's dusty Nikita, the road warriors taking on all of the horsemen in a steel cage match. We keep that up the next day, the 10th we're in Pittsburgh at the civic arena. Same thing. Dusty Nikita, the road warriors taking on the horsemen. You're all over the place, man. Let's just recap just the city so far where we are in July, because this is a breakneck pace, uh, Lakeland, Florida, Landover, Maryland, Richmond, Virginia. They ran a show in the Bahamas, but you weren't on that one. Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta that night, Greenville, South Carolina, Charleston, West Virginia, Englewood, California, San Francisco, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. We're only to the 10th. This is an unbelievable pace. I mean, at this point, are you just calling the wife when you can and sending postcards or, I mean, it's almost like kiss your real life. Goodbye for the month of July here. Is it not? Go buy some new living room furniture. Yeah. Whatever you want. Take the one, the one, just the one single trip. Do you know how hard it is to get from Charleston, West Virginia to LA? Yeah, it's not easy. Well, you have to have private planes. Yeah. Because you couldn't stay over and, you know, all that and fly. It'd just be be murder. So, I mean, but it's still from from there out to L.A., that had to be five and a half, six hours, you know, on a plane. Uh, when I hear it back and you run through these dates and the towns we're in, it was like the only answer is, we could do it because we're 26, 27 years old. Yeah. And again, where we're making money and it, it, that I do remember this, this, you know, part in time of, uh, being with Jim Crockett promotions, we're making some pretty strong bucks that that alleviates all your body aches and all your lack of sleep and 
all those negatives when you're making money and you're doing things. Cause remember, go back to uh, when I went to Charlotte, I went there with my clothes and a Toyota Corolla and 600 bucks in my pocket. And that's it. And it hadn't been that long. Now I've bought a house. I've bought my wife a nice car somewhere pretty, pretty quickly after we start getting paid for these um, war games, which Jimmy did take care of us on the war games. The pay was really good. This is a separate story, but all of us went down to, we decided, and I'm not sure the day, month, week, what it was of, of that year, but uh, we all went down to the Mercedes place and Bobby Beck, who was a friend of ours, his dad owned the place. Bobby was a big shot and we bought four Mercedes in one day. Wow. I bought a 300 E Tully bought two 300 E's one for his wife, one for himself. Luger bought one, I think a 420, and we bought them all in the same day. So when you talk about flying, well, it's going to be a six hour flight. No problem. Hey, did you go to geico.com yet? pretty crazy to think about the success that you had, but also what it required, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot. We earned our money. That's for damn sure. But, but we made good money too. Oklahoma city would have a show on the 11th for the UWF. And then uh, you guys had your show at the Coliseum in Greensboro. This is 10,532 fans here. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard are going to beat Robert and Ricky by DQ. They're going to go ahead and record for worldwide and the NWA super bouts, which would air later in December flair pinning Jimmy Garvin in a steel cage match with the figure four. Of course that damn dirty cheating Rick flair is holding the ring ropes for some extra added leverage around the 14 minute mark. And the stipulations are flair wins. He gets a date with precious midway through the bout. Ron Garvin appears to offer moral support for the challenger. But after the match, Precious climbs in the ring to tend to Jimmy, but she's grabbed by Flair and then Ron uh, assaults Flair until he leaves the cage. So Ron's taken up for uh, for the family here. And uh, our main event that night is Lex Luger taking on Nikita Koloff in a steel cage match. But then afterwards, well, things start to come unraveled. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson are going to come in the ring and celebrate with Luger and Dylan. And, and we're out of here. Uh, Koloff came out midway through the match here, um, or came into the ring rather wearing a neck brace. And of course you damn horsemen, y'all are going to take it off and, and abuse him. Good memories here in Greensboro. And you know, it's a little different because normally we try to leave the fans, let the fans leave the show. Happy Lex Luger's winning here. And, uh, he is anything but a baby face. Yeah, and in those days, you could leave with heat, especially if you're coming back the next week or two weeks later, you know, three weeks later, you could get away with that. You didn't have to leave them happy every single match, every single town, every single night. There were there were occasions when it worked. Next up, we've got uh, Asheville, North Carolina on July 12th. It's a matinee show where we would see the Western States heritage champion, Barry Windham taking on Arn Anderson. Uh, and then on the 12th, we're back in Baltimore, 13,500 fans are here. 
We've got Nikita and the road warriors beating Ric Flair, Lex Luger, and Arn Anderson. It's second from the top and it's an elimination match. So that's kind of a fun little wrinkle. You know, when a guy loses, he's out of here, but the match continues. Does that take any extra planning or thought whatsoever? No, not really. It was interesting because you would normally put the baby face, you know, screw the, the, uh, partners of the baby face and put him behind the eight ball and immediately would get your fans behind the baby face. Like he's, he's in a mess here. The odds are not in his favor. Uh, the main event that night was dusty and Tully working in a non-title barbed wire match. You know, we briefly mentioned a barbed wire ladder match earlier. This is the second time we've, we've had a barbed wire match that we're discussing. Did you ever work a barbed wire match that you recall? I'm sure I did, but I just don't remember. Um, I think I probably had to, but just one of those things that it just meant that I gonna bleed a little bit. Oh, so you're not worried about the idea of having a, a barbed wire match. That feels like that would be intimidating to me as somebody who's never done it. Like, I don't know if I want to do a barbed wire match. Uh, I've had my ass kicked every way imaginable and having barbed wire assist in it really was the lesser of all the evils that were available after you've been in the war games with that crew of guys and your head shoved through that fence a few times, Bob wire was no big deal, very dangerous, but no big deal. I can't find any evidence of you working a barbed wire match. So I'm going to challenge the audience. If you've got a photo or can find it on a card or a poster or somewhere where Arn did a barbed wire match, please let us know. Our DMS are open at the Arn show. We would love to know when this happened and see what we could find out about it. And we'll, we'll talk about that on an upcoming episode. Uh, West call, good call. West Palm beach, Florida, July 13th. We've got Ron and uh, Jimmy Garvin taking on Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Uh, on the 14th, I can't believe this is real, uh, but we're in Gaffney at a fundraiser show right in the middle of all these bash shows. We're in Timken Jim, uh, July 14th, Jimmy Valiant is going to get a win over you by DQ because you're trying to use a foreign object. I don't know what the pay was like on a fundraiser show, but I know if you're in there with uh boogie woogie man, it's probably not going to be a tough day. They weren't raising funds for me, obviously. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm still waiting on the check. Gaffney is where the the big butt in the peach with the it's got the uh, big hemorrhoid hanging out of it. Oh, You're sure. You with that? I am. Yeah, we got one down in uh, in South Alabama too. Like the Gaffney Peach? Yeah, we talked about this before in Clanton, Alabama. I always thought it was original to Clanton, but you say no, Gaffney had it first. Right on the interstate. And don't get hot. I mean, I just don't recall that, that you got your own hemorrhoid. Well, yeah, I can't wait to show you my hemorrhoid in person next time. We see each other in real life. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Moving right along. Norfolk scope, July 17th, dusty Nikita and the road warriors are going to beat flair Luger Blanchard and Anderson in a steel cage match uh, on the 18th, man. Think of this July 18th, 1987. You want to guess how many people were here at the Memorial stadium in Charlotte? Twenty thousand. Twenty-five thousand. Wow! Isn't that yes. unbelievable? I mean, Damn. what a crowd! When you really think about it, 
it's gotta be maybe the biggest crowd in JCP history. You know, the one on July 5th, 1986 in this same building did an estimated 23,000. And some folks said that was the largest show ever. Other folks say it's this one and they pegged this one right at 25,000 fans, which is unbelievable. Hey, go to geico.com. Pass it on. I want to mention, um, this is a weird deal for you because it's not what we're used to. You're going to be taking on road warrior animal in a taped fist match. It's not a tag match. Hawk is not in the match. Tully's not in the match. It's just you and I, you and animal taped fist match, but 25,000 folks are here to see it. Probably one of the biggest crowds you ever wrestled in front of. Yeah. The biggest. Yeah. I don't know, but I would say something probably might've happened on Hawks in don't know why he wouldn't have been there for that. You? Yeah. He's, he's wrestling Ric Flair that night. So that's why they're split up. It's just interesting to me that of all the things we could do, it feels like that would have been a tag match. I guess was what I'm trying to say, but we know that Tully's dance card is full. He's with dusty. And we know Rick is going to be working with Hawk. So I guess by default, here it is. But but you and Animal in a taped fist match, I don't know, just feels weird. Well, you know what? I was glad to be with that spot on the card because that would have been a hell of a payday. Oh, for sure. I'd rather have been that than something down underneath, even if it was a little bit wonky. Not, not saying that everybody gets the same pay, but standing across from road warrior animal, knowing he's going to get a road warrior payoff, not just a pop, but a road warrior payoff ain't a bad spot to be in for a guy, right? No. And I'm sure I got paid or I would remember that. And I'd still be screaming about it. Might've been after we got paid for that, that week that we went and got the Mercedes. I can't remember, but there was, I just remember that period of time making some, some pretty strong coin and, you know, um, that sounds like it would have been the place cause that would have been a nice payday. So this is uh, for worldwide. Not everything here will be filmed for worldwide, but part of it will including Ricky and Robert beating the mod squad. And during the match, it's noted that war machine is going to replace the injured JJ Dillon for war games two in Miami, Florida. Later though, we see Ric Flair take on road warrior Hawk Flair ultimately wins by DQ but less than a minute of the match airs before the broadcast ends. So if you used to get frustrated with nitro and Tony Schiavone yelling, we got to go, they were even doing it here in 87. Uh, but what we're here to talk about though, is the main event It's dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard. Now dusty Rhodes has Barry Wyndham with him. Tully Blanchard has JJ and dark journey with him. There's a hundred thousand dollars on the line, but no titles are on the line. But this is a barbed wire ladder match. And they go seven minutes and 14 seconds. Uh, Dusty's going to get the win after he hit Tully with his own loaded glove. And uh, Barry Wyndham is keeping JJ from interfering. Dusty's victorious. And our first ever barbed wire ladder match is in the rearview mirror. Man, what a spectacle. 25,000 fans. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. And the. the Dusty really needs to make another hundred grand like he wasn't making enough. Bullshit. (laughs) 
the rich get richer. Damn it. Well, I heard that, uh, You've heard that many times. I'm sure people saying that to you, right? I was thinking that about the dusty hundred grand thing. The rumor was that Tully bland uh, dusty was a, was a giving man, a charitable man. And he said, tell you what, Tully, if Aaron can beat Lou Brock in a foot race, I'll give you this hundred thousand dollar check, which is very legitimate from Jim Crockett promotions. And unfortunately didn't happen. (laughs) It just happened that I had on pants tight that day. Yeah, if you wouldn't, if you'd had your 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 running shoes and not your loafers, I mean, it would have been if, a different ball game. If I would have had on my Zubas, oh, get out of here! I'd have smoked Lou Brock. Yeah, you'd have stole two thousand bases. Everybody knows that. Exactly. So here we are, at Roanoke, Virginia. It's a TV taping, July nineteenth. It's a matinee show, uh, but we're going to get Mike Rotunda and, and Dory Funk Jr. going to a draw, and then Dusty Nikita and the Road Warriors taking on the Horsemen in a steel cage match. But right after man, now remember this is the 19th and that's the matinee show. We're selling out the UIC pavilion in Chicago that night. It'll be singles action with you and Nikita. The main event is Ricky and Robert taking on sweet Stan and beautiful Bobby. The 20th <coughs> we're in Greenville, South Carolina with Nikita and the road warriors taking on the horseman in a steel cage match. And then come the 23rd, we're in Dallas, Texas at the reunion arena. It's under the UWF banner. But what's interesting is we've got a mixed card. Guys like Shane Douglas are here. He's even going to win a $10,000 pole match. So I know when people say, oh man, those pole matches were created by Vince Russo. No, they weren't. Here's one in 1987. 10 grand was on the pole. Uh, we would also see, uh, Steve Williams beat Dick Murdoch in a Texas death match. The road warriors would beat Lex Luger and Arn Anderson. Dusty would beat Tully Blanchard. And the main event would see Ric Flair beat Nikita Koloff. And after we were just in the reunion arena, where else are we running that night? A high school gym in Harrisonburg, Virginia. It's so fascinating to me that we're running these big time arenas, you know, like in Chicago or the reunion arena in Dallas or the great Western forum, but oh yeah, we'll also run your high school gym. Wrestling's fun. Is it not? Yeah. And it could be, you know, any oddball booking like that could happen on any given night, you know, Harrisonburg, how did you throw a dart and hit that, hit that, uh, town? But yeah, I mean, it happened all the time. And sometimes, you know, those towns that did not get entertainment, you'd fill some of those gyms up before you knew it, you know, you'd have 15 grand in there. Single main event. Yeah. You'd do okay. You'd do all right. You own your home. Go to geico.com. Do you rent your home? Go to geico.com. Do you have a car? Go to geico.com. Want to save some money? Go to geico.com. Uh, it's the, uh, championship wrestling from Florida show, uh, would feature Arn and Tully taking on Tommy angel and, uh, Stevens. Uh, we would also get some other enhancement talent in here, like Alan Martin challenging, uh, Barry Windham and Mike Jackson taking on, uh, Bobby and Stan. We're all over the place. Uh, as we're doing TV, we're not just doing it in Atlanta. We're even taping down here. And I want to mention Philadelphia because they've got a big show on the 25th. And, uh, of course all the stars are out because that is a hot territory. The main events, Nikita and Lex Luger in a steel cage match, but we've got dusty and Ron Garvin taking on Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard and a double bull rope match, which is pretty rare for Ric Flair, especially in this era. But somewhere in the middle of the card for the prestigious Western States Heritage Championship, it's Barry Windham and Arn Anderson. 
I bet that just tore you up not to get the, your shot to be the Western States heritage champion. Poor Barry. He deserved better. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that you're wearing gold around your race, but Lord, that's like a make-believe title. If I ever heard one. Yeah. And nobody could not one person in the audience could go, well, so-and-so used to be that. Well, maybe no, I would that, but maybe no. Where did that come from? It just appeared. It, it, it literally did. It just appeared. Uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina gets you guys on July 27th. It's Ricky and Robert taking on Tully and Arn. uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina on the 28th. We got Ricky and Robert taking on Arn and Tully Blanchard. Uh, and then we're going to round out the month. Uh, this is the last show of the great American bash tour, 16,000 fans in the orange bowl. Let's run through it. We've got Scott hall. Yes. That's Scott hall. Razor Ramon is here in the opening match against Bob cook. Next up is Jimmy Valiant and Bugsy McGraw taking on Ricky Santana and the Cuban assassin. Then Manny Fernandez is going to go ahead and defeat the Mulkies in a handicap match. We've got the prestigious UWF Western States heritage champion, Barry Windham pinning incubus with a clothesline off the top. I don't know. Uh, the NWA Florida tag team champions, the sheep herders are going to fight Ron and Jimmy Garvin to a double DQ. Let's just stop it right there. I mentioned it earlier, but a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with the bushwhackers because Vince McMahon, boy, he really knew exactly how to cater to kids. Uh, the bushwhackers are going to become super famous in the WWF and they're mostly a comedy act, but before they got there, boy, they were a bunch of ass kickers as the sheep herders. Uh, and it's, it's way until I guess like late 88, maybe December 88. When we see the bushwhackers debut, having seen what the sheep herders were really blood and guts down and dirty brawlers. what do you think of the bushwhackers? The first time you saw them. Whoa, <laughs> yay. That's as good as it got. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I know people said that, you know, Vince put dusty in polka dots and put him with Sapphire as a rib on him or whatever. Nobody ever talks about the transformation of the bushwhackers. And it's easy to say, oh, well, this had to be a rib on them but they got it over. It worked. It's what they're most known for to this day. They probably made way more money from licensing and whatnot. Our, our great friend of the show, Cassio kid, they were his favorite tag team as a kid. And when he told me that I thought about not being his friend anymore, but we're our friendship survived the bushwhackers though. I mean, just a total 180 from what we've seen from the sheep herders. It's just, it's, it's hard to imagine. It would be like if bruiser Brody was also doink like, wait, what? That didn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, he, with the power of that television, he was able to totally repackage them into something that it was like bushwhackers and, and the sheep herders are two different entities. One of them never happened. Did you prefer the As sheep herders or did you like, uh, the Lincoln kids bushwhackers? Um, I believe I'd rather had a match with, the, the rough, rough and bleeding guys. We worked, we worked with, uh, the bushwhackers yeah. and I'll, I'll just tell you, uh, one of them got hurt and had to go home and the other one wrestled me and Tully, me on the floor, Tully in the ring. And he beat us both. 
can you think of a, of a bigger transformation, you know, from the way they were before and after, I guess you could go like mean Mark Callis and the undertaker. Uh, and, and certainly the bushwhackers will qualify, but is there another wrestling transformation where it's like, wait a minute, this guy became that. Well, you just said the whopper, which would be Mark Callis to the undertaker. Yeah. That's, that's top of the heap. You can't go anywhere from there. That's, that's the biggest of all time. When you say, I mean, I think so, but I think the bushwhackers have got to be somewhere in there. I'm not talking about where they moved up in the card, but I'm just saying just a total Kim- 180 gimmick transformation yeah yeah and you know it was just you know that whole licking people like he would lick the kids heads that was the big pop of the whole thing yeah they'd come down the ring they'd find a kid they'd go over and lick his head and I often thought there were some sanitary issues there. I wonder what the parents are thinking about that. Yeah. No, no way you could do that now thank goodness but uh no. yeah that was a, a wild scene to say the least but you know they're good they were good guys and you know, uh, they worked hard and I was glad to see them make some money because I'm sure they did. I'm sure they made some money. The rumor in innuendo is, uh, I don't know if it's one of those fellas or both of those fellas, but certainly one boy, he, uh, he liked those left-handed cigarettes as the story goes. Did you hear no, about no, that? No, nothing about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> You never heard not, anything like that. Of course. No, no. God, come on. Really? That's just a rumor. Really? Yeah. You know, I've learned over the years to not believe anything. And then occasionally some truth will pop up out of something. But if you just don't believe nothing, you're, you're better protected. I like it. Well, let's see how protected we are as we run through the rest of the card here. We've got. Uh, the NWA Florida heavyweight champion, Mike Rotundo beating Ivan Koloff with Paul Jones with an inside cradle and a fast count from referee Earl Hebner. Of course, this happens with a fast count because, uh, they had just shoved Hebner. So he's retaliating here next up though. Boy, talk about Florida. Here we are. Kevin Sullivan picks up a win over Dory Funk jr. In a Texas death match. Now we've talked a little bit about Kevin Sullivan and most of our listeners are familiar with Kevin Sullivan, the WCW version, but just speak to for a minute, how over he was as the quote unquote devil down in Florida. He was the devil. Yeah. He is the devil. That's all it had. That's all you have to say. And his style was all over the place. He could have never been in a single match that involved count outs or DQs because every match he was ever in was a DQ and a count out. It had to be right. No, I mean, blood no. and guts. I, I no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying he, he Fighting was all over the, through the audience, all over the building. There could be no role, rules, but that was just his style. Talk to me a little bit about Dory Funk. We haven't spent any time really talking about Dory Funk, uh, Dory Funk, man, no other way to say it. Just a, a, from a wrestling family, a freaking legend. And it's super cool to see him on the card here. A lot of the, the fans who listen to this show though, only remember a much older Dory, but you go back and you ask somebody like Bruce Pritchard who grew up on Texas wrestling and just thinks the funks are gods. And you can't convince him that Dory Funk Jr. is not one of the greatest champions the world ever knew, 
What was your experience working with Dory? What could you take from his style? Did you get to pick his brain or spend any time with him? Just talk to us a bit about Dory Funk Jr. A name we don't hear about that often these days. Number one, he was a world-class wrestler, professional wrestler, which meant he could work a hold, he could work a body part. And one match I would challenge our audience to go find, and it's got to be plenty of places, Mike Rotundo versus Dory Funk Jr. They went a lot of nights, 30 minutes, on some of these cards that I was on down in Florida. And Mike Rotundo is a wrestler's wrestler, as we know. Those guys would have a slug fest and a wrestle fest and swapping holds and counters and all those things that there were no dives. There were no coming off the top, none of that stuff. It was mat wrestling, <clears throat> slugging it out, using those lifters. I love those things. I wish I could have thrown one. Those European uppercuts. They both used them as part of their uh, uh, offense. And uh, it was just for a wrestler that that was my style, which was I tried to pattern myself after Ole and a lot of the guys that could just, you know, wrestle in the ring and, and swap some holes and stay on a, a body part and wear it down, all those things, the Anderson way. Uh you have to respect and appreciate the funks, Dory Funk and Terry Funk, because, you know, that's the kind of stuff they did. And they would make you believe that a guy could grab a front face lock and he couldn't get out of it for 15 minutes. And they would make you believe. And uh, those matches between Mike and uh, him were some of the best of that type wrestling, wrestling that I've ever seen. So find it. It's out there somewhere. The next match, Ricky and Robert, the world champs are going to take on the U S champs, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Uh, unfortunately Lane accidentally hits East, uh, Eaton with Cornette's tennis racket. And then after the, uh, bout Cornette would hit Morton with the racket before Eaton and Lane dropped Morton with the old spike pile driver. And that sets the stage for our main event war games. Number two, that's right. The first one and the second one both happened in July of 87, both on the bash. This one's in Miami at the orange bowl. There's 16,000 fans here to see dusty Nikita, the road warriors and Paul Ellering take on Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Lex Luger, and the war machine. Now you might be wondering who the hell's the war machine. Well, they need somebody to wrestle in this spot because JJ's still hurt pretty, pretty bad. I don't know if we mentioned it, but the first war games is the last time we ever saw JJ Dillon wrestle. He never wrestled again ever in his career. That was it. And I get it. One doomsday device fall right on your shoulder, wind up in the hospital. Adios amigos. Excuse me, Jesus. But wow. That, but that night it winds up being Ray trailer as the war machine, the future big boss, man, the big Bubba here under a hood. And I think it's even. Dusty's old midnight rider mask. Correct me if I'm wrong, Correct. but you guys go 19 minutes and 38 seconds. War machine is going to submit as road warrior animal is repeatedly ramming a spiked elbow pad into war machines. eye. yes, road warrior animal had a spiked elbow pad. Nobody talks about the second war games. Talk to us about this one compared to the first one. JJ's out Ray trailers in. 
Um, that one doesn't stand out in my memory as the like the first one did. It was a different makeup. I know that I started because I started basically all of them that I was in. But Ray Trailer was, uh, you know, we could already see the guy was a tremendous performer. And uh, he got around that ring for a guy his size really, really, really well. I don't remember the context of who went in what order, but uh, I'm sure it was very physical. I do remember at Miami, it was hot and not much air blowing. That I do remember. And we were sweating like pigs, bleeding like pigs, stuck pigs. And uh, it was just another one of those violent nights that when it was all over, you you still, you went, we got something here. By the way, I want to mention to everybody, if you'd like to watch these matches, uh, and maybe we'll do that uh, for a little bonus action here uh, on adfreeshows.com. They're both on War Games WCW Most Notorious Matches. You can watch uh, both War Games 1 and War Games 2. Uh, and you know what? Yeah. Let me, let me call an executive, uh, decision here. We're going to go ahead and crank those out and make those happen because I think that, man, we got to celebrate war games here. Do we not? You're the boss (laughs) and you damn sure an executive. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, listen, we're having a lot of fun over at uh, adfreeshows.com. Not only do you get these shows early in ad free, uh, but you also get them. And this is really exciting with tons of bonus content. Uh, like we're talking about, we're going to make war games one and two as a watch along happen this month. That's right. In February, you're going to be able to jump on adfreeshows.com and enjoy both of these as a watch along with Arn. Uh, we're having a lot of fun because we also get to do interactive stuff. Arn will jump on a zoom with all of our fans and have a real conversation. It's more than what you would get at a meet and greet. And don't get me wrong. It's great to meet Arn in appearance. If you have an opportunity, Please go see him. You're going to have a great experience. He's going to sign your stuff. You're going to get a great photo, but this is a conversation. You can see him and he can see you. It's a different thing. And uh, we're pretty proud of it. We think it's the best value in wrestling. Hope you'll give it a shot. It's adfreeshows.com. Uh, but we're out of time today, man. This was a fun show. It flew by talking about July of 87. We'll be back next week talking about August of 87, but this has been fun today, man. Thanks for the time. Always good. It's a pleasure working with you, young man. I appreciate your memory and being an awesome fan, just like I am. Well, I'm a fan of all we're doing here, and I'm a fan of seeing you right here next Saturday. Tell your friends to hit the like and subscribe button. We'll see you next week right here on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.